Hello, everyone, and welcome to the PCN Podcast. My name is Dorsey Fracal, and I am filling in for Brazil as the host this week. We still have AJ, who's going to be leading our D1 discussion. And on the panel tonight, we've got Squiddy, Mokro, Vape, and we may have a special appearance from King Snow. Not sure yet. But anyway, let's get into our Super League discussion. River Plate remain atop. They did actually draw a game with Atlanta last night, but they still sit top of the league, two games in hand, two points ahead. Only conceded 9 and 18, so they're still looking really strong. In second, we have Juventus, who have pushed up the table. Last couple of podcasts, we've been like, is the run of Juventus over? And they got six straight wins, 9 out of 10, looking really strong again. So, Mokro, how have you guys been kind of getting your form back? Well, you know, honestly, Italiano is a pretty good manager. He gives us shit when he needs to. He's a pretty good motivator. We're working better together as a unit. And that's really stepped our game up. That's good stuff, Mokro. And the next team we're going to talk about who's just right behind you in the standings is Young Boys. They're up to third. They've also been on a really good run. They've won 11 out of 12 with a draw in the middle there. So both those teams are tied with 47 points, two off of River Plate, both looking really strong. And then in fourth, we've got Orlando, who still looking steady, maybe not quite title-winning form, but they're only two points behind those second and third place teams. Arsenal have really, you know, kind of been flying under the radar a little bit, and they're up to fifth with 43 points, and then rounding out the top six and seven, we got Man City, who we'll get to in a second. They're at 41 points with an extra game played, and then Man U, or we're just one point behind that with 40 points. So Man City had a, you know, they've lost three out of five. They, they drew PSG and lost to Juve on Wednesday, but that also came because they lost Gummy and Peanut to Atlanta, and they lost Kanga to Young Boys all in one night. So do you guys think they can recover, or is this a team that's going to start slipping down the table? That's a big question to ask, you know. Three losses out of five since that happened. It's a little bit indicative. But, you know, Ibra's a good manager. He can probably help them recover a little bit. I don't think they're going to challenge for honors personally, but I think they can still stay up there, especially if they get good replacements in, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I do know they have been on the lookout for a couple midfielders, and then I knew I think I know he's looking for a new goalie to replace Gummy. He didn't really have a backup this year, so it'll be interesting to see how they recover after this. Yeah, when you lose three starting caliber players and really good starting caliber players to rival teams, it's kind of hard to recover, especially in the short span. I believe he only had a day before the games to try and scrape up people to come in. Mokro, how was your game against City the other night? Could you kind of tell that they were missing the whole strength squad? You know what? It wasn't noticeable that anybody was playing subpar. You could just tell the chemistry was off, trying with the new players that they had and what Zlatan had to use, what he had to work with. It was uh, You could tell that they were struggling a little bit in that aspect. But they're still good players. I think they can bounce back eventually. Maybe building chemistry all over again. They might end up mid-table, but... It's nothing to be uh, disappointed about. All right. And moving down a little bit further, we have Roma sitting there in 11th, who've, who've really kind of recovered after a little bit of a rocky start. Last season, they were in the relegation battle all season. Don't look like they're going to be there this year. And they actually have, I think, three games in hand. They smacked New York City 7-2. to They beat Schalke and PSV recently. And they've got, you know, if they win all those games in hand, they can break into the top seven or eight. I think they're too low to challenge for top six, but... I think this is Ace's best team in a little while, and you know they, they're still capable of a shock result here and there. And moving a little further down the table, actually just one and two spots respectively, we have Atlanta United and PSG, a couple of teams 
Let's be a little noteworthy this week. Atlanta, so they just added the aforementioned Peanut and Infected Gummy, who are two of Man City's most consistent players. So I just know that kind of the overall quality of that team, I think that's the team that makes sense that they're going to start moving up the table. And then PSG, who started the season real rough, haven't really turned it all the way around, but I think they're kind of safely out of relegation battle. You know, how far they can go, I don't know, but looks like this won't be a complete disaster of a season for Stay High and the boys. So Atlanta adding Peanut and Gummy from Man City has been a real boost to their back line. Their back line's already one of the best in midfield, or mid-table, rather, and it's a plus 13 goal difference while everyone else is kind of lacking. So I think you can only expect them to get better from here. I agree. And then one last team before we get to the relegation battle, Chivas, who I said a couple weeks ago really needed to kind of pick up their form, maybe get a couple defenders in. Still conceding a good amount, but they do. They're up to six wins. They're up to 19 points, eight points clear of the relegation zone, three wins out of five. So they're not out of the woods yet, but they're in a much better spot. Another team that's that way is that's taken over new management is Schalke as well. I think they're one point ahead of Chivas right now, but what's really interesting is going to be the four teams near the bottom. I think they are Bayern, Dortmund, Milan, and Tottenham as well. But uh, there's a little bit of an issue with scoring goals on that end, especially on most of these teams. I think Milan are the only ones who don't have issues with it. They've scored like 40 goals or something like that, and I think they've only shipped about 55, (laughs) which is a lot. Did ship 11 of those to Atlanta United. It was an 11-4 to Atlanta United win against Milan. One of the crazy results of the season. And then I know Milan's just struggling to get people on every game day. And they like the, the players on the team are talented enough, for, obviously, to finish above where they're at. But if they can't get people on consistently, they're not really getting away from Bayern and Spurs, who are just three and four points behind. Mm-hmm. Of course. Bayern don't have that bad of a goal difference when you look at it. It's just scoring goals is their problem. They don't concede a ton. And I think that's a credit to uh, Venezuela Alex and the boys on their back line. Yep. And then Spurs still struggling to really get their momentum going. And hate to call a team dead in the water, but Dortmund with 22 games played and only five points, 78 conceded and negative 55 goal difference. Yeah. Question now is whether or not they can break <laughs> they can break 10 points. Yeah, it's, it's not looking great for Dortmund. They may be the first team who's going to kind of confirm relegation this season. And I think that about will wrap it up for the Super League discussion. So we're going to go ahead and move on to our cups. So we had two really great games this Wednesday in our semifinals for the League Cup. I was a part of the Lyon and Bayern semifinal. They took an early 1-0 lead off of an own goal. Kind of a player couldn't get the ball out of his feet. Went in for an own goal. Spent the whole game trying to get that goal back. Their goalie played out of his mind. Their defense played pretty well, too. We finally got a equalizer in like the 89th minute went to extra time was still pretty even we had a little bit of an edge but it was back and forth got a goal in about the 117th i think from misfit just needed to hold on for a couple minutes and they got a set piece right there at the the last play kick of the game basically did a little chip over found minnesota maniac and he was able to head one home went to penalties and they scored all of theirs we missed our fourth one and that was that so Honestly, one of the best games I've ever been a part of in PCN. Just a complete back and forth, so intense with everything riding on it. It even has sort of like a Cinderella story quality to it with the way they've been struggling all season, you know? Yeah, I mean, I've said kind of from the beginning in this cup, I thought Bayern and Inter were the two teams because of the team of destiny. And Inter did lose to Arsenal, which we'll get to in a second. But Bayern are through to the final despite their, their kind of subpar league form. So I'm fascinated to see who can win next week. But do you have any thoughts on the game, Vape? I mean... 
Leon itself, we're not a bad group of players, but I just feel like sometimes we lack consistency. And there might just be chemistry issues here and there with some players. But when Leon is on their A gate, like when they're at their best, you got to watch out for them. But recently, the team's just been struggling to find consistent form from all their players. I mean, Leak, he definitely can turn it around. Yeah, one of those matchups to look at in that final is Arsenal. And, and, you know, the Arsenal-Bayern game is going to be really interesting because just about a week ago, Arsenal beat Bayern 5-0 in the league. I know it's a different story and all in the cup, but, I mean, you can't really discredit that result. I've talked to the Bayern guys, and they had Alex, who's normally a center back, who I've never seen play in goal. He was in goal. They did. They only had, like, seven on. So they beat him 5-0, but when you have a center back in goal and you only have seven on, it's hard to beat anybody. And Arsenal probably had, I think, the toughest run to get to the finals. I think they beat, like, Young Boys. They beat Orlando. They just beat Inter. And Last King said, I talked to him after the games, and he said, it wasn't quite the epic game that their 3-0 comeback in Orlando was, but he said Inter were a great team, definitely better than some of the Super League teams they played. You know, what people like Rio and Don and AJ have been saying, that they really are comfortable passing the ball. It's hard to get it off them. He said it's been the same way for them. And just a back-and-forth game, they were able to get a sweaty goal in the 105th minute and then kind of kill the game off from there. But it sounded like a really interesting game, and I hope we have a great final. I know Bayern are going to be the underdog. Anybody got any predictions on the game? I'm thinking 2-1 Bayern. That'd be my ideal result for them. They really earned it this season with how they've struggled. As much as I want to see Ricky win a trophy, I think uh, Arsenal's probably going to pull away with a 3-0 win. I think I kind of see this one go into penalties. I think it's going to go to extra time for sure, maybe penalties. And then from there, it's going to come down to whoever can execute. So, you know, I'll, I'll throw my hat for Bayern because I'm, I'm a Spurs fan. Really, I don't want to pick Arsenal. And I'd like for them to at least get a trophy out of this season. But we'll see. We'll see. Mokro, any predictions from you? Arsenal's definitely going to win. Sorry, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> I think on the balance, that they've proven to be a better team this season. Bayern have just found a way to get it through every round of this cup. So I think if uh, Bayern's only got seven players playing and they got Alex playing goalie, they have some issues they got to deal with. Yes, I, I don't expect that to be the case. But if they do have less than 11 or they don't have their goalie on, I, it'd be hard for me to pick them to win that one. Going to do a quick little Royal Cup review. We have our last group games this Sunday, so go through the groups real quick. Uh, Manchester United in Group A have confirmed first. They're going to be through. Liverpool is second. They're in good shape. But only the top seven out of the nine second-place teams are going to go through. So if you're in second place, you're going to want to finish as many points as possible. They kind of need to maybe win their last game to make sure they go through. Group B, River Plate are first, and they're going to be going through. America is second with nine points. Chelsea's third with six. So those two teams need to finish out strong if they're going to try to get in and sneak into that next spot. Group C, Bayer Leverkusen are first with 12. They're probably into the next round. They need to win to make sure because PSG are just behind them with 10 points in second place. Those are really the only two teams who may come out of that group. Something similar story in Group D. Ajax are first with 10 points. Atlanta are second with eight. Atlanta probably going to need a win to make sure they get to about, I think about 10 points. 10, 11 points is what you're going to need from second place to make sure you're going through. Group E, Juve didn't have too many issues. They're going to be first place and go through. Barcelona are second with only seven points, so they're going to have to win their final game and then still get some help to get through. Group F, which I think has been one of the most interesting groups, is really tight. Roma and Young Boys are tied with 10 points. Roma play AC Milan, 
young boys play a, a newly formed and kind of hot PSV, and Milan are sitting there in third with seven points. So it's all to play for in the last game day for Group F. Group G is pretty much looking the same as Group C with Bayer, Leverkusen, and PSG. Arsenal have 12, and New York City have 10. So both those teams want to finish strong, make sure they get through. Group H, sort of the group of death with City, Orlando, Lyon, and Inter. City just wiped everyone out. They're first with 15 points. Orlando are second with nine and a game in hand. So they've got two games. So I think as long as Orlando win one of those, they'll be confirmed for the next round. And then the final group, Group I, Napoli, Bayern, and Schalke are all on nine points. They've all got a plus three goal difference. So we'll see. That's any of those three teams could kind of come out of that. And then I think next week, once we get into, once we have the matchups for the knockouts, we can start kind of analyzing those matchups and breaking those down and giving some predictions there. That'll do it for the cup discussion. And now we're going to move on to D1 with AJ. The D1, we're at the bottom of the barrel, just like everybody. Haven't quite made it to the Super League, but we're going to get there. There's quite a few interesting stories actually coming out of D1. You got to look, look at the standings right now, and you got uh, Leverkusen with 46 points. They're tied with Inter Milan. Benfica is right on their heels at 42. Ajax has 38. Napoli's at 35. And Leipzig also is at 35. I think one of the things I want to get into right off the bat, because it just warrants it, Leverkusen leads in goals, defensive tackles, and interceptions. And they've only had one loss in their last 17 matches. I believe we have somebody on this panel that could help shine a little bit more light on why this is. Rio? It's, it's not it, like I could sit here and be all tactical about this and that, but at the end of the day, we just go out there and we just play how we've been playing and how we all expect each other to play. So, you know, stats come how they come. Nobody on our team goes for stats. It just comes how it comes. So stats are not a thing. The, the win, the W at the end of the night is the thing. Yeah, nobody cares about stats on our team. That's a good place to be. I heard through the grapevine – and I was able to confirm it, that they dropped 22 points last Sunday night in three matches. How do you drop 22 points in, in one night? 22 goals? I say points. I'm sorry. I, I see things differently. But goals, sure. We'll <laughs> go with goals. You know, it's just one of those nights where, like, everything goes according to plan. Everything goes how you want it to go. So it was just one of the nights – no, we're not one of those teams that, like, no matter if the score is 2 0, 3 0, we're not, we don't like letting up on people. Like, not even out of disrespect, just, you know, you, you can never be too safe. You know, we go 100 miles an hour. And <laughs> Sunday was just one of those nights that it was 100 miles an hour and there was no cars in front of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just was nonstop. That's crazy. Cause when you sent me that, I, I was like, no matter what anybody says, that's awesome. It just clicked. It clicked, it clicked like it hasn't before. And then the craziest part of that was is that the top goal scorer in D1 right now, Kev, my strike partner, he set out the third game, and I, oh. we had our backup striker in, and that was the game we scored 10 in. Oh, man. <laughs> so many chances, right? Ah, uh, he missed out <laughs> on so many chances. He should have been there. Maybe with that, you guys are doing really good. You guys spanked us, you know, from the last podcast. Everybody remembers that. Mm-hmm. But – Like, going forward, I was looking, and at the top, you know, you and Inter are tied at 46 points. I was looking back to see if you guys played again, but you both have already played each other, and you actually drew both matches. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like, how do you feel about that? 
because that's a big dynamic, the one-two. How do you feel about that team? Well, fun fact about Inter, before the season started, I was actually on Inter Milan's roster. So I know those guys personally. So it's always fun to play against them. We played them on opening night, and we drew nil-nil. And then we mm-hmm. played them last Wednesday. I wasn't even there for the game, but we drew 1-1. Yep. So it's a very competitive match. It's, all, it's always high possession, low shots. It's a very good match to watch and play in. It can be very frustrating at times for both sides, but it's always entertaining to play against them. It's sort of a little bit of a contrast of styles, too. Inter are sort of the defensive specialist in the league. They've only conceded 18, which is 11 better than anyone else. You guys have scored 70, which is 7 better than anyone else. And the record last year, I think Atlanta scored 81 in 30 games. You guys are at 70 and 20, so you're going to break the scoring title for sure. I wouldn't count out Benfica or Ajax. They're both in the mix, I think, for the title. But if, if you yeah. two kind of keep going as you're going, it'll be interesting to see who can finish top out of Inter and Bayer. Well, fun fact about Benfica, we played them Wednesday night. And, you know, me and B-Don are good friends, so this is no right. disrespect at all. But we hopped in there. We had two draws before we played them, and then we ended up winning 5-0 against them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just when things start clicking, it, it's tough. And that's probably one of the biggest things that's so fun that I enjoy about the top five, six, seven teams in Division One. It may be stupid, y'all, that aren't in Division One, but we all talk and we hop in and we kind of get to know each other. So it's always really cool to see these other teams. Like, you know, Rio, you're there at the, at the very, very top. Then you got Benfica right there with beat on, but you play with him. And sometimes we'll meet in the same thing. We'll all play. I'm with Napoli. And then it's, it's just, it's a good thing. It's a good thing that you have that with managers. Going on to Benfica, let's see. Benfica only has one loss. The only loss was to you, Rio. The last 14 matches, they haven't lost. So that's the very first one they've had. Ajax, since they lost to Benfica, since my first bad prediction, they are undefeated in 10. And they're up to fourth with that game in hand. And then a team that have struggled a little bit lately. I think we have someone who can shine some light on that. It's Barcelona. Just one win in seventh. They've kind of slipped Ooh. down. Shall we introduce a senior King Snow, who was a member of Barcelona? What happened, buddy? Oh, hey, what going? What going? Right. Um, <laughs> uh, it was sad, actually, but at the end of the day, you know, you got to respect your players, man. That's what it comes down to. If you don't respect your players and the players don't respect you, then you're just going to lose them. And that's what happened to Barcelona. So you guys had a blow up between management and the players, right? I'm yeah. assuming, yeah. Are you guys together, or what was the take? Like, how many people stayed with him, went with you? What happened? We tried to convince the manager, KCT. I think he's still the manager right now. Me and Roberto were the main strikers for the club, and we tried our best to bring the team from where it was. And we tried to get the manager to, like, adjust to us instead of us adjusting to his play style, but he just wouldn't take it, so... It started to affect the teams. The team, the players decided that, hey, we're not going to play for this team anymore. And one by one, we started losing defenders only to see that we're signing midfielders and strikers instead, which made no sense. So Wednesday night, when the transfer window opened, we lost to Valencia, which 
should never happen. Not saying that Valencia is <laughs> a good team, but no, I hear you. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> we lost to Valencia, and well, that ticked off most of the players now, and all the players started complaining. So we said we had enough. We contacted Ricky. Ricky said it's best to talk to the manager before he could say or do anything. So that's what we did. We spoke to him, and apparently we formed a coup. So uh, he didn't want to give up the club or step down as manager, and that's when Ricky stepped in. And me, Ricky, K-City, and Roberto spoke in a private party with each other, and we came to a conclusion that City has to stay manager, but he will be given a few releases to release the players that do not want to play for him. So... We heard that he signed Midlos from Tottenham in Super League to replace me, King Snow of Barcelona. And that's where everything really started to fall apart because the players are like, if Snow isn't going to be here, then we're not going to play. It makes no sense. You drop the star player of your team. So I got kicked. Roberto got kicked, followed by Szechuan. And in total, about nine of us left the club. And then followed by a few more players afterwards that weren't there. They came the other day only to hear about what happened. And then they departed too. And so now you guys are free agents, right? Yes. Have, have a, your managers, they have a lot to do. Admins have probably even more to do. And then the higher up you get, the more, more work there is. It always sucks. This is, a, this is a story I've seen since the start of this season just alone. And I'm sure everybody on this panel would agree that, yeah, it, teams break up, they do this. And so it's one of those things, it's, it's good that it happens sometimes. It's also bad that it happens sometimes. You have the choice if some disbands to go to, if you have branched out and met some people in PCN, you can actually probably get on another squad, which is hard. It maybe probably brings me into my only segue I have, which was with Atletico. The vital image, he's the new manager over there. He's taking over and he's looking for new members. So I told him I'd give him a shout out and let him know. Yeah, anybody that's looking to, I'm not sure what positions, but get in touch with Vital, he'll be able to probably trial you. Sometimes you'll see on these lower teams or a team that started well and is starting to sink is that we'll see half the team break off or you'll see a new manager come mm-hmm. in. PSV was a team that just couldn't quite get it going. They struggled to get any kind of points. And since their new management took over, they have four wins and a draw out of six. They moved up to 14th on 13 points. And I know they drew Bayer Leverkusen on Wednesday, one-to-one. Rio, did you notice a big difference in quality between this PSV and the one earlier in the season? Oh, definitely, 100%. <laughs> um, it's not even like, oh, you know, top of the table team talking about bottom. So it's not even about that. But when we played PSV early on, you know, everybody looked at it. Like, we're, we're not like being disrespectful for tourist people, but, you know, when you play a team that's at the bottom, you're like, uh, you know they're not that the best team around. I said I personally set up that game to let the rota- to let some people from rotation play because that's how we operate. And we had our chances. They and they had their chances. And it was just one of those games. Not this season because this season's coming towards an end. But next season, if this core group stays together, they'll be high mid table, top table, in my opinion. The two at the bottom, LA Galaxy are still kind of, they had a new manager take over, I think, a week and a half, two weeks ago. They're still kind of trying to find their feet. Real Madrid are not in a good run of form. They have not won since May. And their last win was a 3-1 to one win against Inter, which is going to probably be like the shock result of the season if things hold. Yeah, that's true. Uh, 
I absolutely love the new LA Galaxy manager. That guy I talked to, like he, I've loaned out one of my players to him. He's a really nice guy, and you can just tell by talking to him. He's always come to me and my players for advice on what to do for the rest of the season and this and that. So, you know, it's just one of those, even though they're at the bottom, they're really positive about it. Yeah, so for sure. Hats off to that. Yeah, seriously, that's the best thing you can see, like honestly. All right, and I think that'll do it for the D1 discussion today. And we will now move on to our next interview, which is going to be with De Panic Attack, who's currently a member of Chelsea. He's been in the league for a long time. He's been a manager for a long time. He's been an admin for a few seasons as well. Just one of the real good guys in the league. I think everyone should get to know him at some point. I don't think I've ever had one negative experience with him in all my time here in PCN. So without further ado, we'll hand it over to AJ, and he will get this interview started. All right, Panic. So I guess my first question to you is, how did you first find out about PCN, and when was your first season? So I first found out about PCN by this guy named Boss Targaryen. Some of you know him, some of you don't. He sent me a message on Xbox basically saying, hey, if you want to join PCN PSG. Just graduated college, and I was looking for a team, a league team to play in, and I had no idea what PCN was at that time. So I did some research, and I came across this PCN site. I, it was a season two. I think there was a beta. I just registered, and for some reason, I wanted to be a manager, and I just applied to be a manager too. So I, I noticed there were not that many teams. So I applied to be a manager, and just like that, I got an email back from Ricky that's approved. I was like, wow, you know, this is great. So I guess you can say I've managed since season two. Season five is the only season that I did not manage. You were the manager for the Blues, yeah? Blues, my team. Chelsea, yeah. Yeah, and so like as a, as a Chelsea manager or, or player for the for the past five seasons, is there like one of those seasons that stands out to you? Like you know, in particular that was just special to you? Yeah, I will say uh, season four where we made it to the final of the uh, PCN Cup. Dorsey uploaded the video, the highlights. I believe uh, last month. <laughs> that was a great game. Uh, that was, has to be one of the top game that I played ever been a part of. My team at that time was really a uh, really strong team. We were never a title contender team, but uh, we always kind of finished mid-table. But that season, I mean, I couldn't do it without my, without my boys and also my co-manager at that time. I mean, they really put a lot of work into it. Right, and yeah. uh, we started to pick it up towards the middle of the season, and uh, we made it all the way to the final, just losing <laughs> 1-0 to AC Milan. And only oh, Dorsey has a video recorded. <laughs> no, but like I was saying earlier, you weren't here for it, but when we recorded earlier, the Bayern Leon semifinal we had on Wednesday, the only game I can really compare it to was the season four Super Cup final with Milan and Chelsea. <laughs> you can just remember it. That's a memorable moment for you, like in terms yeah, for, of. For just... me, I, I would say those two games to be, you know, my best moments I've ever been part of PCN. And you've been in it for a long, like a long time. I mean, to go through almost all the seasons. Yeah, that's why I like to have these bigger oak trees in these interviews, which is guys that have been around since like season one, season two, season three. They've gone through the process, you know, and you've obviously been in the league for a very long time. Are are, are there any like particular players or uh, former teammates or maybe even people you never got to play with? that you would love to play with or like to give a shout-out to? 
it's gonna be a long list. I mean, I mean, I like to, but uh, <laughs> it it will be a long list. And if if I actually knew this question beforehand, I would have made a list and I would have give a shout out to all my teammates that I play in the past, uh, all my current teammates per se. Now, unfortunately, I, I wouldn't be able to make a shout out. But if you play with me before, whether you're part of Chelsea or uh, any teams in particular, you know, I, I like to say thank you and I want to. I want to say how appreciative I am to play with you guys. Uh, it meant a lot to me, even if we didn't mean anything. Also for the Brazil guys, the one season, everybody that I play with, you know who I am. And uh, people that I'm going to play with, if you play with me, you guys know how laid back I am. And sometimes I get aggressive. But uh, at the end of the day, it's a video game. We could have fun. And that's what it's all about. Panic, I've enjoyed this, man. You make me more relaxed uh, in terms of this interview. I only got one more question for you, buddy. I heard through the grapevine that uh, you recently decided to retire as a player. Do you have anything more to say about that or uh, any announcements or uh, any, anything to do with that? It's pretty emotional, but uh, I mean, I'm not going to cry or anything. But uh, yeah, it, I think it's my time's up. Oh, before I answer your question, I also want to give a shout out to Arsenal, guys. I totally forgot about Arsenal. So the there are only three teams I play for in PCA. That would be Arsenal, Chelsea, obviously Chelsea, and, and Roma. I was the Paul Bayern for a little bit. That didn't last too long. <laughs> but, uh, and Dorsey knows that. I think AC Milan as well. I think AC Milan too. But, uh, yeah. I think for a day or two. No, it, it was like it was like a week. <laughs> well, it was like a week. But, uh, yeah, two months ago, I went on vacation for a month. Ever since I got back, it hasn't been the same. Not to mention in summertime, uh, I want to go out and don't have time to just sit around, you know, wait for hours. And I just don't have time. There are a lot of things I need to do in, in real life. And uh, I don't have time. I don't have the commitment anymore. So I think it's just right time for me to retire. Now, I know you didn't ask me this, but I've been in admins for many seasons as well. I think I became admin uh, season five, season six. So. I will continue doing that. I'm one of the guys we that does appreciate the that. Yeah, I'm one of the guys that does behind the scenes. Dorsey know, Ricky knows. Sometimes I could pay in the If you guys have any questions, you can always reach out to me. So I'll be doing, you know, the behind, behind the scenes stuff. But as far as the playing time, I'm gonna have my booze up, and I want to address that. I know it says um for the World Cup, I'm a manager of PCM Brazil. Obviously, that's not going to happen. So if you're listening to this right now, send me a message on Icebox or the uh, forum or wherever. And if you want, send me your experience in PCN and why you want to take on Brazil. And uh, it's kind of sad that the Brazilian sick and coming in today. Obviously, he will be my first pick to manage Brazil. But uh, I know how he doesn't want to manage Brazil. So but if you want to manage, the team's his. But if not, then whoever's out there, that wants to take on PCM Brazil to the World Cup, you know. So it's amazing that you're even in this. You know, this was this was not supposed to be an emotional segment, but I love that that you're passing it on. You're talking. You're thanking people. But I also like, you know, the, the biggest thing I I really appreciate Panic is that I know that it, you've managed a lot of seasons, you know, like a lot. And so for you to leave yourself open to say, hey, if you have a question about this or about that come ask me this. You're not out of the league. It's just, I don't have time. And I know every manager and a lot of players know what you're saying. I don't have that time right now. 
I'm sure we'll see you back at some point. Who knows how long that'll be, but I got to say from, from me and from anybody else that cares about this, thank you for leaving yourself open so that we can pick your brain on stuff that has probably taken you, what, several years to learn? I'd like to echo that. I kind of heard from Panic a little while ago that he was going to be doing this retirement, but I just really appreciate that you're going to stick on as an admin and help us there and just kind of stick around the league. And I know at some point, possibly in the next season or two, I may have a job where I may not be able to play full time, but I'm going to do my damnedest to stick on and help the league out. I'm sure you just feel the same way, Panic, and just this league has been so much more than I think we thought it was really going to be. And being a part of it as a manager, as an admin, as a player, it's been a blast. And, you know, even if we can't play full time, if we can keep helping out, that's all we can really give. Yeah, that's the whole point. Thank you, Panic. I'm really grateful to be part of this league. I love this league. You know, I'm, I'm all about PCA and to I'm all about making this league better, taking it to the next level. And I want to be part of it. I am a part of it. And I'm going to keep it doing and do what the best I could. Fortunately, I can't be part of it in terms of playing, but I can help out still. And it's not right That's for right. me to just leave, you know, start playing and stop becoming an admin, all that. No, I could still, I am still capable of doing behind the scenes stuff. Thank uh, you. You know, all the questions you guys have, you guys, please, you're more than welcome to ask me. And I'm continuing to help out. And now, uh, Ricky, you know this. Dorsey, you know this. Yeah. It's awesome, Panic. Thank you so much, man. Seriously. Thank you for being on, man. It's been great. Uh, Thanks. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.